Howdy folks, Randy here. At Randy's Rubs, it is our mission to bring you a variety of mouthwatering seasonings that are sure to make the ordinary extraordinary, to make the impossible possible. Creating memories with friends and family is what is most important to us, and we hope to be the cornerstone of your meals, making memories with the ones you love most. As all of you continue on your fall sports journey, Randy's Rubs wishes each of you an incredible season, and may each of you be an All-American. Go check us out on Amazon or at randysrubs.com. It don't suck, y'all. And good evening. Welcome to the Bullet Grill House High School Sports Pregame Show. Week 11, guys, as we're here at Bullet Grill House. It's flown by, hasn't it? It has, and it's uh, it's weird for you because it's already over. God, do, do we have to even <laughs> talk about that? Well, I mean, it's, it's just, I mean, you guys have gotten kind of the short end, it feels like, having to, to play nine weeks in a or Two do, weeks in a row. Look, how do you get the short end? Look, you know. You know I feel like you should get a week off somewhere. You do, week 11. <laughs> right. The week going into the playoffs, before the playoffs. You, you mean get in that the basketball week off, season. You get that week off, right? You get an extra week to figure out who you're going to play, right? If you're the four seed, you know out of District 9-3A, you're playing Kirbyville now in the first round of the playoffs. So, yeah, you kick it back. And, ah. and be able to uh, to have an extra week of preparation, but instead you got an extra week to air up basketballs. No, didn't have an extra week. They were already aired up. <laughs> I'm only assuming. I, I I don't know, but yes, uh, I'm sure they'll have a, a better basketball season than they will. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. I uh, I'll tell you, I was I wasn't even going to jump into the game. You you brought it up. We'll talk about it in a little bit. Let's talk about Bullet Grill. That's, That's a happy subject. Yes. That was like that's that's the highlight of my week this week. It's coming to Bullet Girl House. Yeah, until you in your Michigan, I think you were wearing that same jacket last year about this time. Probably so. Support Michigan. He's jumping on the Michigan bandwagon. We're all right with that. Well, it, it's because I'm I'm going to uh, scout other teams tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Here at Bullet Girl House, as we're fixing to watch Game Five of the World Series. Yeah. So and some hockey. Oh, yeah. Uh, You're mentioning that sport again. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Hockey, eh? We've got hockey on. The only reason hockey is on here is because Chris is from Michigan. (laughs) That's that's really it. No, we've got a few hockey fans. Got a few fans. Got some Penguins fans. Come up here and get them a – They tell you that because they feel sorry for you. Get them some some grub. And, and, uh, Brian, what were you – no appetizer tonight for us. No, I went straight meal. I got here way too early. Uh, I had to go run some errands. Traffic was light. I didn't, from uh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't want to turn around and go back home, so I came up here, and uh, I figured, you know what? I'm always hungry. I'll eat. Yeah. Spicy pig. Wrong. That's been on our menu since day one. It's and one of my favorites. One of the original things that, uh, that And I feel like it's gotten bigger. Like, you it guys, has gotten bigger. You, you give me, like, an entire tray. I mean, I ate it because I'm me, but, like, still, like, that's enough for two or three people. Yeah, we used to serve them on the little fajita pans, yeah. and then we went. They were supposed to stay that size. We went to the bigger pans to give you a little more room to put, you know, some dressings and stuff. And now the kitchen just just loads them up. Loads but we're gonna up. go to a smaller one that's got the smaller pans. So you get a small one. So are they cutting we'll your profit? That, is we'll what call that regular one. Yeah, we're all right. You're all right. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. As long as we keep coming here yeah. every year and every week and doing these high school sports pregame show, I'm I'm totally down with it. Love coming out here to Bullet Grill, 401 Highway 156. In Point Blank, Texas, if you haven't been out here, you're, you're missing out. And uh, I guess we ought to dive into it. 
since uh, Brian already brought it up. And, uh, we had some good games this last week. We can last talk about week. happier games. I mean, it's up to you. Look, hey, we can talk about the big upset, right? What I feel like was a big upset. Chris, you'll probably agree with me, is I went to the game Thursday night and it got postponed, rained out. It was the Woodlands-Willis game, which mm-hmm. ended up getting played Saturday. And I totally wasted my Saturday because I thought my wife had other plans. And we sat at the house all day. And and I say sat at the house. I, she had me busy. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I, I, that was a, ended up being a Saturday game. At, uh, I think o'clock. the Woodlands really won that game in the rain Thursday night. Why wouldn't they, right? Because they couldn't stop nothing on Saturday. No, they couldn't. And I told you guys. But, not, you, but Your prediction was based off of a Thursday night game, not a Saturday game. So your <laughs> prediction goes completely out the window. <laughs> so you're going to give me an asterisk. Yes. Yeah, we're, we're going to. I, 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 should, should I would have changed my pick on Saturday instead of Thursday. I, I probably would have, too. Drier <laughs> conditions and everything else. I mean, yeah, that, that whole deal changes. But big game over there. Uh, as uh, the Woodlands lose, Willis wins that district championship, uh, and and we could stretch on another big upset. No, let's talk. The one thing about that, though, the Woodlands did score some points, and that Willis got some concern. That there was, was no it? shortage 50, of points. Fifty six, yeah. thirty five, I think, yeah. was the final there. I mean, it was like there was no defense out yeah. there for a majority of the game, and it, and it was a football game. I was I was scoreboard watching as we went through that, and. Uh, I mean, it was a good football game. I, I regret not going to it now. Uh, but another big game, big upset, was DeSoto upset Duncanville this week, this last week as well in a tight one. Uh, I don't have the actual score up here on my uh, on my sheet, but that was another good one. And then what I consider an upset as well, battle of 287, Brian, as uh, Groveton defeated Corgan. 56-34 was a final over there. Yeah. I um, Corgan's young, though. I, I actually – I think I picked Groveton in that game. Um, if if I picked Corgan, it was just because I, I was uh, – Oh, now we're going to put the asterisk beside him. <laughs> I was more late in that way, but I, I really think I picked uh, Groveton in that game. Groveton's had a, a very good year this year. They're going to finish second in that district. Um and, and it's not like Corgan's had a bad year, especially if you consider their entire roster got wiped out. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna make the playoffs. They're gonna finish fourth place, and you know they've. It's like you say they they're playing a lot of kids that were basically either JV players or in some cases you had kids that were on the junior high team last year. So yeah. all of a sudden they're making the jump to to big Friday night football, and uh, the game's a lot faster and it took them a while to adjust they they did adjust once they got into district and good enough to uh defeat a couple of teams in there and and make their way into the playoffs and who knows what happens once they get there now you're right and they got a big game this week and we'll talk about it as we progress on through the show but um you know grow grow excuse me corgan it's not the end of the rope um New numbers come out for the district realignment this year. Looks like Corgan's going to jump back up 3A Division II uh, per the realignment, uh, what I was looking at and studying the numbers. So that that makes it interesting. Uh, On the other aspect, on the realignment numbers, uh, Shepard turned in over 640-something students in the high school. So they're going to jump 4A Division II uh, is where they're going to be. So it's going to be interesting. And then Trinity turned in – higher numbers and going to move back to Division One. So where Shepard slides out, Trist, uh, Trinity's going to slide in. Uh, 
in that district realignment. And we'll, we'll get the official word in February, right? And we'll have some podcasts out on all that good stuff. But uh, interesting to see what these numbers. Woodville was only six numbers, six students higher than what the projected cutoff is for 3A Division Two. And everybody's telling me, as far as Livingston's district, that uh, Splendor is going to make the jump. Yeah, Splendor's making the jump. They turned in like 1,400. Now, the other interesting side of that on the realignment was uh, all three of New Caney ISD schools dropped down 5A Division One. Yeah. So Porter, New Caney, and West Fork Gators are all going to be 4A Division One. Or 5A Division One this Gators, year. Gators, huh? Yeah. They, well, West Fork, West Fork of the River, right? The Gators. Okay. You see the coalition there? So, but anyway, um, but back to Corgan, you know, uh, big game this week against Centerville for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're in the playoffs, right? Yeah. So, uh, it's a matter of getting work done and uh, going in probably the uh, three seed. Out of this district, or four seed, because yeah. uh, Jewett Leon's got that head to head. Yeah, so. that really close game with with Leon, and uh, they they also played a tough one with uh, with Groveton. Uh, Leon did, and you know, obviously, the game Friday didn't work out like uh, Corgan wanted it to. Did not start the game that way. They ended it the way they wanted to. They they put two or three touchdowns on the board there in the fourth quarter and, and closed it well and, and made a good showing against a, a rival team but uh, just didn't have enough in the early going and kind of an adjustment period. And I, I read uh, some of Coach Ratliff's comments to where he said he thought the team was more reacting to what Groveton was doing instead of just playing Bulldog football. So it can be uh, difficult, especially especially like we said, you know, you got a lot of inexperienced kids that haven't played on the varsity level and yep. they're uh, they're trying to adjust on the fly. No, they are. And so that that does make it interesting. And, and uh, how much time we got, Ken? Five, six. Well, we're going to wait. We're going to talk about Cold Spring in the next segment. So uh, we'll talk about some more games. You know, Corgan, I, I, I got to see them early on, and, we, and we've talked about it throughout this season. And, uh, you know, they – They've been they've been that football team like we say they're young. You got kids that that played eighth grade football last year that are starting at the varsity level, and, and yep. it's it's a big curve. Uh, I got to see Corgan play. Hopefully, we'll get to go cover a playoff game or so uh, of the Bulldogs. But with all of that being said, um, you know they're just building for the future, and they're going to move up three division one and be back in in or excuse me division two, and they're going to be back in that district with uh, with uh, Newton probably again and New Waverly and all that stuff. And I Anderson think Chiro. I think next year they're going to they're still going to have their struggles, possibly make the playoffs, but yet the following year behind that is when they're going to shine and uh, stuff. And the key thing is 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 they're still going to the postseason. Uh, another game, that uh, big rival game that was going on this last week, Mid-County Madness, P&G at Nederland, and P&G just had it their way. 41-16 was the final in that football game uh, this last week. Which is a surprise because usually it doesn't really matter what the records are. It's usually a, a really tight ball game, kind of like your uh, Splendor. Cold Spring Shepherd, Shepherd and, yeah. Yeah, that one. Yeah, most definitely it normally is. And, and – uh, so that whole deal there, a game that was really one that I, I, my buddy, I call him whistleblower. He he 
FaceTime me. We were at the restaurant after the game uh, Friday night. He FaceTime me. Uh, Tarkington kicks with a minute and a half left, kicks a 30-yard field goal to take the lead over Buna. Mm-hmm. Buna comes back with like a minute 20 seconds left and scores. 28-25 was the final there as Buna defeated Tarkington. And what makes that game so big is Anahuac was sitting at home needing Tarkington to win that football game yeah. to, to lock Anahuac's spot into the four seed. Well, and then an Anahuac win over Tarkington would have locked Anahuac in the four seed of making the playoffs. But with Buna beating Tarkington Friday night, now Anahuac has to beat Tarkington and Buna has to be have, has to lose to Harden this week. Good luck with that. In order to uh, Harden's been playing fair football, uh, but so there's a lot of dena- the the what I'm trying to say is there's still a three team opportunity uh, at that four seed. Right. Buna's Buna holds their own fate with the game against Harden this week, but if Buna loses that one, the winner of that Tarkington and uh, Anahuac game is going to slip into the four seed of the playoffs. Yeah. So, very interesting. And then on the other side of it, Kirbyville in District 10-3A, Kirbyville brings Orangefield over to the house. Kirbyville defeats Orangefield 34-19 to take the one seed in that district. <laughs> I mean, it's like, if it could get any more screwed up over there, it has. Yeah. Yeah. That's... It, it's always fun there the last couple of weeks of the season because you you do have a lot of these um, rivalry-type games or you'll have a couple of the top seeds facing off against each other and everything will be on the line. So, And I know we're going to have a, a couple of more in a, in a few districts this week as well. So. Yep, I, and I got them lined up in the pick actually, so something that we can talk about uh, in the 3A and such level. But uh, I tell you what's not screwed up is the menu here at Bullet Girl House. The the hardest part about the menu at Bullet Grill House is whenever you look at it, is trying to figure out what you want to go with. That is the hardest. And, you know, I've thought all day long today while I was at work, even whenever I was at lunch, I was like, <laughs> what am I going to get? And what might I get tonight whenever I go to Bullet, right? Because I don't want to, like, I ended up having wings today. So I eliminated the wings because I had wings last week here. And on... Wednesday nights was dollar fifty dollar fifty wings dollar fifty wings dollar fender dollar fifty tenders and uh, they're they're smoked and then hand breaded and uh, fried in house uh, the tenders and the wings are the same thing we smoke our wings and then we don't bread those though so they're unbreaded but they are flash fried to heat them up and sauce them but I had it's a whole wing right dollar fifty I see some other places do seventy five cent or dollar for the baby yeah, wing these are the, the whole jumbo a's. But, those that they're doing for seventy-five cents a pop, they're not even full-grown. No, they're babies. Yeah, they're miniature chickens. I didn't know y'all smoked the tenders. I may yeah. have to try that next week. Pre-smoke, we pre-smoke all our uh, all our chicken now. So it's the food here at Bullet is just totally off the chain. Matter of fact, I was at the game uh, last week, and I, at halftime, I went down and kind of moseyed through the bleachers and and was looking around, talking to a couple people, and and I had a couple that. Uh, that grabbed me and they said, hey, is that Bullet Grill House? I know you, They their exact words were, I know you get paid to, to talk about Bullet Grill House. <laughs> I'm like, I'm still waiting on the check. But 
they said, is it really that good? And I said, look, I said, my wife and I frequent there. I said, we got some friends that come from Tomball that whenever they're out this way, this is where we come eat. I said, I promise you it's worth the drive, worth going and eating. And they said, well, we're going to have to go try it out. They listened to our pregame show, and they listened to the podcast that yeah. I do. And I talk about the Bullet Grill on the podcast and stuff. So with all of that being said, and they, I guess they follow my social media as well, but they're they're saying they're going to come out and they've never been here, so they're going to be rookies. And I told them, I said, just prepare yourself. I said, just start at the front and work your way to the back. <laughs> I said, that's the best way I can tell you to attack the menus. So, uh, but y'all get out here to Bullet Grill House and try the food out here. It's absolutely unbelievable. Service is uh, great. We're on the patio. Got heaters going out here. I mean, you don't Almost even know. It's hot right now. It, it really is. I I, pull, I wore a hoodie, and I was like, man, I may need to take it off. So uh, we're going to take a break here. Come back segment two right after this. You're listening to the Bullet Girl House High School Sports Pregame Show on 102.3 The Eagle. We'll be back right after this. Bullfrog Environmental has 16 years of erosion control experience. From silt fence to construction entrances, we specialize in it all. Give us a call at 936 936- Six seven two three seven four four, or leap over and visit us on the web at bullfrogenvironmental.com. Howdy folks, Randy here. At Randy's Rubs, it is our mission to bring you a variety of mouthwatering seasonings that are sure to make the ordinary extraordinary, to make the impossible possible. Creating memories with friends and family is what is most important to us, and we hope to be the cornerstone of your meals, making memories with the ones you love most. As all of you continue on your fall sports journey, Randy's Rubs wishes each of you an incredible season, and may each of you be an All-American. Go check us out on Amazon or at randysrubs.com. It don't suck, y'all. Welcome back to the Bullet Grill House High School Sports Pre-Game Show. Craig Irwin, Brian Best, Chris Moran. I missed the whole intro in the first segment. Like, oh, we're good. Yeah. I, by week 11, if they don't know who we are, we're in a bind. Yeah. If you've accidentally turned on your radio and you're wondering who we are and you're about to change it, then don't because you're about to hear some wonderful high school analysis. Dude, the best in Southeast Texas. The best high school show ever from Point Blank, Texas? Yes, the best. With, I mean, theoretically, Brian, are you a Yankee? I'm, I'm not, no. You were born and raised down here? In Texas, yeah. Okay. Well, we do. We're probably the only Texas high school football show with a Yankee in it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know how you get to get out of being a Yankee. Just because I was born in Michigan. You know, I've lived in Texas for 20 years. You still got the accent, though. You, you Your accent never left. No, it didn't. <laughs> but we're glad you're here. This is the best place built up here in Point Blank, Bullet Grill House, Chris. And, uh, you know, I spent – I've most of my life up here in San Jacinto County and uh I grew up going to another establishment and you know when y'all built this place over here I was like eh you know I don't know who them people are they're transplants and then I got here and I was like man I cheated myself for a long freaking time and I'm glad I put that behind me because I haven't been to the other place since then nothing against them but you know uh I like it here bullet we're out here on the patio, 401 Highway 156. Cold night. We got heaters going, one, two, three, four, six or seven of them yeah. going on out here. We got four screens on the deck, got uh, 
hockey on one, two, and baseball on the other two, so plenty to watch outside. And then that's not even talking about what's on the inside, Brian. And if you if you don't have Chris out on the patio, then you probably don't have to watch hockey. Um, <laughs> And I'm sure if you ask nicely. That is a valid point. Yeah, I'm sure if you ask nicely and you're paying for your meal and everything, you, you can probably get a, a, an American sport on. Well, look, I, I can move them around a little the, bit. Look, the last two weeks, though, we were fortunate and had Sam Houston on the yeah. screen out here. Yeah, and there's uh, I believe there's a game on tonight. but I'm there is. There's Saturday. There's a football game on, yeah. Yeah. I thought I had it turning, but I might have to go adjust it again. You, you can do it at the break. So, had a lot of good games last week in – Week 10, we had some that were not so good, and I had the opportunity to call one of those that was not so good. As uh, the Cold Spring Trojans held their own fate two years in a row, right, to uh, make the playoffs, and uh, this is the second year that they're not going to. Shepard defeated Cold Spring. 40-14 was the final, and, uh, you know, I was telling somebody on the way over here that had called me and was wanted to talk high school football. I told him, I said, you know, I said, if I was going to lose, if they were going to lose to anybody, that Coach Robinson over there in Shepherd is is the one guy I want to lose to. And and I've known Miles most of my life, and uh, super great dude. And uh, I actually wondered if if you had talked to him since the game. I have not talked to him since the game. Uh, I talked to him before the game. And I quote, he says, we're not supposed to be in this position. We don't have the athletes nor the talent that Cold Spring does. We, don't, we should not be in this situation to where if we win this football game, we go to the playoffs. That, that was out of his mouth. He said, my kids in Shepherd are a complete different breed than what y'all have in Cold Spring, athletic-wise. Athletic he said, not taking anything away from them. He said, but the one thing about them is they are dedicated to the program. And I said, that makes the difference right yeah. there. You I was, was going to say, you're making up for it in other ways if, if you're right. not as athletically uh, on, on equal with uh, Cold Spring. And, and they're probably not. They're, they're probably not. Uh, but, but it's a proven fact that discipline outweighs talent. Simple. Yeah. Um, you know, there's something for that. It's uh, – a lot of it is, you know, like you say, the dedication, how hard you work, and, and how much of a, a team you are whenever you go into the game and instead of uh, how, how much talent is on a, a certain team. And uh, I've only got to see uh, Cole Spring, what, three months ago now, so I'm sure they're not even the same team that I saw. Not at all. But uh, I, I saw a, a few players uh, that Cole Spring, you know, they, they stood out in that scrimmage versus Livingston. But uh, it, it looked like they had a bit of a ways to go as far as putting together an offense. I'm sure there were times at, at, in the season where, where they looked really good. I'm sure there were times where it looked like it still needed work and probably way too late than it should have. But. Well, most definitely. And, and the key deal, I feel like, was Tiger Parker goes down uh, in the die ball game in the second quarter with a broke ankle. Doesn't step back on the field, won't be back till next year. As he's a junior this year, he'll be a senior next year. So Tiger Parker's out, you know, so you lose your number one running back. They bring a kid up, uh, Landon Ellisor, uh, from JV to play varsity football. That's a tough game to step in the middle of, you know, a cross-county rival yeah. football game. One, you've been playing JV football all year and just absolutely dominating. Now you're stepping on the varsity football field 
and uh, the speed of the game is a lot faster. Sure. And uh, Landon struggled with uh, making his cuts and stuff and took some big hits and jumped right back up, and I was really proud to see that. Uh, but I felt like that as far as the coaches, right, the Cold Spring goes, is they went in and made too many adjustments in preparation with Tiger Parker going out. They removed David Rowe from quarterback. They put Luke Monroe back in at quarterback. And, you know, they bring Landon Ellisor up to be that that edge runner that K.J. Harden was and put K.J. Harden to run in the interior side of the, of the ball, which is what Tiger Parker was doing. So I felt like that so there was – three kids in the backfield with new positions. Right, exactly. <laughs> so it changes everything up and not taking anything away from Shepard and their game plan and what they did. But whenever you change that many dynamics and you expect in four days yeah. to be able to put that together and, and, and orchestrate a win uh, – in a really big football game, there's a, there's just too many changes, right, how in my opinion. How many snaps did the Monroe kid – how many snaps did he play at quarterback this year? Just kind of a rough he, percentage. He, he, he had the first two games, Liberty and yeah. uh, Hampshire Finette, and then David Rowe went in against Splendora and had a, de- a pretty decent outing there and stayed under center from there all the way up through the die ball game, and then the final game of the season, they put Luke Monroe back in at quarterback. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's rough. Like you say, I mean, you, you got four kids in the backfield and three of them are playing a new position. And, right. And and one of them is playing his first Friday night game, I'm, I'm guessing. Yes. And yeah, that's that's pretty rough. I mean, you, everybody's – and not only is, has everybody played on that varsity level, but they've played an entire season, basically. No, there's a lot there, and and a lot of dynamic changes, and and you know you just can't count on that, and and, and can't expect to go in there and get some wins, you know, uh, or and, and get a win in a crucial game like that. It's just, it's a lot. So uh, you know, it's it's a regroup, rebuild. Let's figure it out in a new district realignment coming out in February. So we'll you know we'll see what happens 2024. So air up the basketballs. Air up the basketballs. So, what the district is still neat uh, as, as you look down, and we'll talk about it real quick. Nine three a die ball wins the district five and zero. Palestine Westwood and Woodville big game this week. We'll talk about it later on uh, as they're facing off each other for the two three seed. And then Shepherd is two and three right now. Cold Spring two and four. Shepherd will have to lose to Huntington in order to give Colt Spring an opportunity to make the playoffs. Right. I don't see that happening. Yeah. I don't see it happening. And uh, it was pretty much the same scenario that Colt Spring looked at last year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I just – I know Coach Robinson and what he's doing with those kids over there. They're going to be able to execute. They're going to, you know, hosting Huntington at home, and they'll be able to execute it. Well, and, and not just that, but, I mean, even if it was within 20 points, it, it would be a surprise. So, no, it would be. So, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what's going on and uh, how, how things get handled. So, uh, I, I'm looking forward to, the, to seeing what Shepard can do with Huntington this week. And uh, 
what kind of run they make in the playoffs is they're going to be looking at Kirbyville in the first round of the playoffs. And, and, and next week we'll have a full run of, of playoff matchups uh, and what's going on within uh, the area, you know what I mean, Yeah, if you will. So uh, that's kind of where that district is. But on the other side to it, your Livingston Lions, they locked their spot in in, uh, in the playoffs this year yep. as uh, they defeated – Splendor last week, forty six fourteen was the final there. Yeah, and um, honestly, it didn't it didn't feel that close. Um, if, if we're being real, uh, defense played a very good game. Uh, I mean, it, even if you just take the defense, uh, it you know it was pretty much a tie game, fourteen fourteen, because defense scored two defensive touchdowns. Uh, you had a, a fumble that was returned for a touchdown, an interception where. A, Young defensive back, sophomore Tyler Souza, he kind of baited the quarterback into a pass, goes and picks it off, returns it 25 yards. So defense played extremely well. Uh, Splendor did score 14 points. However, that last touchdown that they scored, it's on a fourth down, back of the end zone. Kids got really good position, and they're they're both hand fighting, but there's there's no pushing or shoving or anything like that. And uh, gets called for pass interference after after knocking a ball away, and that would have ended the drive there, and Livingston would have taken over. So, I mean, honestly, Livingston, in in reality, probably probably outscored Splendor fourteen to seven just just on the defensive end, and then the offense had some trouble getting the running game going early, um, but later on, uh, some things opened up, a lot of bootlegs. You had a quarterback that rushed for over a hundred yards. You had you, you eventually had a tailback that went for 94, um, Trendon Williams. Uh, DeMorian Hills, the quarterback that goes for over 100, he actually goes under 100 whenever they kneel the ball out the last two <laughs> snaps. So that's always fun. So you got you got two kids in the backfield that are right at 100 yards. Offensive line does a really good job. They're uh, I've said it every week, but the passing game is developing, and it's it's nothing pretty right now. But you've also got a quarterback until really until this past week or maybe a week and a half, two weeks, um, has been kind of hobbling around on one leg. And, and uh, it's, it's not anything to where he's been at full strength until this week, and, and you really saw a difference with the way that he was able to run the football on two legs because he is one of the better athletes in the program and he's actually one of the better linebackers um, that, that really doesn't get to play a whole lot of defense because he's on the offensive side. But Hill is a, he's a weapon back there, and I'd really like to see what he could do if he does have two legs to, to throw off that front leg because I feel like he's he's been throwing off a one the entire year. But uh, the defense is... It's, it seems like it's feast or famine. You either get a performance like you did this week or you get one to where they have a hard time covering receivers. Um, this is going to have to be a week, and we'll talk about it here in a little bit, but they're going to have to really step up because they're going to get the district's best this week in Lumberton, and then, of course, that next week will be the playoffs where you'll get a similar challenge. No, most definitely. So good to see the Livingston Lions. You know, they they lock their spot in a two and seven overall record, not yeah. the record that they want. But with the injuries, Coach Van Over talked about them whenever he was in here a yeah. few weeks ago. A lot of injuries. Um, they they've done what they've had to do in district. They're two and two right now in district, and uh, that's what's really important and what people look at. 
So, and that's one of the comments that he made um, in the article that I wrote in the Enterprise this week. Guys, he's he says you know a lot of people are going to scoff at a two and seven record and and probably even a two and two record in district. But you know we didn't we didn't really make the system. Um, we were given a six team district and we knew that we had to beat two teams. Right. And um, you know he said we were a couple of snaps away from being four and zero right now. And he said I feel like we really should be. And there's there's one of those games for sure. The LCM game, um, they they had that a very very good chance in that game. And uh, the Vider game, I, I feel like it just got to them because you know Viders, they've got that slot T that just keeps at you and keeps at you and keeps at you. And they've got one of the better uh, running backs in the district and and the Riley Marlowe kid that went for 200 yards. And I don't feel like the defense was able to contain him as much as they should have. Um, He's a good back, and he's going to get his yardage. But uh, I feel like the Lions should be three and one at this point, and they'd be in much better position as far as you know the seating for for the other district. Because whoever they get, I mean, be assured it's it's going to be a, an incredible challenge. No, most definitely it will be. Uh, something else that's an incredible challenge is the uh, menu here at Bullet Girl House, and, and we talked we've talked about it a lot. It's so many great things on the menu here at Bullet Girl House. Great entertainment on the weekends here as well. Wednesday nights, bingo night. We're here each and every Wednesday night recording this show. And uh, That's one of the things like we don't talk about. Like We talk about how many things are on the menu. Like It wouldn't be a big deal if they weren't all good. Exactly. And there's a ton of good stuff on the menu. I mean, like last week I had the wings and the ribs, right? Yeah. And I had one wing, one wing and a couple ribs and, and – uh, Wish I would have had some more. And then that's the way you got to do it. You got to order like six things and then share off everybody. Well, that's what my wife and I. Whenever Ryan and Mindy come and uh, Rachel's here, we all order something different and then we share. You yeah. know, kind of off of each other's plate and, and try to out sample a few things. I, I say that me and my wife share. My wife's not big on sharing food with everybody else, right? Like I'm not going to take something off somebody else's plate and eat it. So, but anyway, uh, here at Bullet Girl House, 401 Highway 156 here in Point Blank, Texas. Y'all come out. Come see us. Come come visit Chris and the great staff here. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about some big Week 11 matchups and then slide into our pick You're listening to the Bullet Girl House High School Sports Pregame Show on 102.3 The Eagle. Bullfrog Environmental has 16 years of erosion control experience. From silt fence to construction entrances, we specialize in it all. Give us a call at 936-672-3744 or leap over and visit us on the web at bullfrogenvironmental.com. Howdy folks, Randy here. At Randy's Rubs, it is our mission to bring you a variety of mouthwatering seasonings that are sure to make the ordinary extraordinary, to make the impossible possible. Creating memories with friends and family is what is most important to us, and we hope to be the cornerstone of your meals making memories with the ones you love most. As all of you continue on your fall sports journey, Randy's Rubs wishes each of you an incredible season, and may each of you be an All-American. Go check us out on Amazon or at randysrubs.com. It don't suck, y'all. Welcome back to the Bullet Grill House High School Sports Pregame Show. As we're into week 11 here at Bullet Grill House, uh, here at 401 Highway 156, Point Blank, Texas. Bingo night on Wednesday night. Chris, tell B- us. Bingo night, and you know for, uh, I mean, we're recording this Wednesday, so you can't get out here tonight, but you can come out next Wednesday. We're actually, uh, we always do a charity for bingo. Sometimes it's for our scholarship fund that we normally collect for. For the next two weeks, though, we're going to do a little collection helping out the Cold Spring softball team. Okay. So they're trying to raise some money. So uh, The high school softball? The high school softball team. There you go. 
we've got uh, you know one of the team members in house tonight, so uh, kind of helping uh, help them get some funds. You know they uh, they want us to kind of donate. I said no, well let's let's come out to bingo. Let's try to raise them a little more than just me donating a little bit. Let's try to get a little bit from everybody. So. Most definitely, that's so a, a couple, good link. Couple weeks. So if you want to come out next Wednesday night, if you're not doing nothing. Come on out and uh, make a donation. Play some bingo. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Well, here, since some know, most don't, is I run the Youth League in Cold Spring. Ladies, uh, I run the Youth League, and that one little lady right there went to the state tournament back in July, and they ended up winning second overall in the Ranger softball state tournament. So, Anyway, I'm all about supporting the kids, and uh, with running the league, I may have to work with you and uh, do some stuff for. We can, uh, uh, we can come out. It's a good night to uh, to collect a little bit. Come on, talk about your group, and uh, yeah, you know. And we always let you if you want to guest call a game of bingo. You can always do that. I may have Brian come in and be the guest <laughs> to call bingo. Well. You, you say you want a celebrity, right? So you, you've called the right person. Well, I figured I, I figured I did. You'll be you'll be signing autographs later, right? Well, for my small fee, I guess I can donate part of that. Donate um, part of that back to us. That'll work. Uh, I'm trying to get her attention. Trying to give her some money. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So. I just dropped a uh, counterfeit $20 bill in there. <laughs> so don't tell them until after I leave. That way I don't take any uh, charges or anything like that. So uh, let's talk about, Brian, let's, let's, let's dive into District 10 4A Division One. As, as last segment, we kind of went through the where we were with uh, the Livingston Lions, or excuse me, the Cold Spring Trojans not making the playoffs, and where – how that district shapes up, but as we jump into 10-4A Division One, you look at this, and uh, the Lumberton Raiders in the driver's seat, four and zero. Little Cypress three and one, Livingston two and two, Vider two and two, and then Huffman one and three, Splendora zero and four. So you look at that, and you look at this week's matchups. You got Livingston and going on a long road trip down there to Lumberton. Little Cypress and Huffman. And then Viter and Splendora is the three games this week out of that district. Yeah. And, and really a tough matchup for the Livingston Lions. And uh, you and Ken going to be making that long trip down there to Lumberton this week. I know Ken's disappointed in me. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, – honestly, it's one of our better road trips. Uh, this one in uh, the, the Splendora game is, is probably our, our easiest Huffman's road trip. It's not trips. bad. It's not. It's not terrible. And a nice stadium going to Huffman. Yeah, yeah, you do have that perk. The good thing there. about Lumberton, though, is you have your own suite on the visitor's side. Last last time we were there, we were on the very last row in the stands. Well, y'all should be able to get into the press box on the visitor's side. There should be room for y'all well, in there. See, Ken Ken doesn't have the kind of pool that that you do. So, um, well, I'm they, just gonna, they see him coming. Then I'm just going to throw this out there. Ken's always set up my accommodations every time I've been to Lumberton, and the only times I've been to Lumberton was doing Livingston Lion football. So it's on y'all two if y'all have done them from the bleachers. It was my first from the bleachers. Uh, I've I've been in with with the coaching staff a few different times, and I forget. I think I think they actually had, uh, like you say, they they gave me my own place uh, one of the first times I was up there. Yeah, but I like that stadium over there. 
It's not bad. Um, we've, we've certainly seen worse. Most definitely. Uh, go and, to Buna. And, uh, well, I'm, I'm thinking of a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you go to Little Cypress, Mauriceville, and you got to climb up a fire pole, and, and uh, you're on top of a press box, and, and there's a fence in front of you, and there's, there's all kind of uh, wonderful so, little obstacles. So you talk about that at Little Cypress. I've never done a game there. That's one of the few places I've never been. It's an experience. Uh, episode one. They look at you weird whenever you want a table. Um, <laughs> yeah. So like, You want chairs, too? Episode one of uh, my podcast this year. And it's up on Apple and Spotify, the 5-9-N Sports Show. We talked about my, my bottom five stadiums that I've done <laughs> games. So, Buna was one of them. Shepard was one of them. Okay. Right? Yep. Shepard would definitely be on my list. Yes. Tarkington was on that list, right? Yep. Uh, I can see that. As, as In the bottom five. And I ended up doing six. Right, and I, I reverted back to back in the day in Silsby when the visiting broadcast had to do it outside of the press box on top of an air conditioner, mm-hmm. and then uh, Brookshire Royale was the same way. Okay, so uh, I put I put those in there. So that was my bottom six stadiums that I did, and actually this in this next week's podcast is uh, it, we got a lot of content to cover uh, as all the playoffs shape up, but we we will uh, talk about my top five stadiums okay. that, that I've broadcasting games You know at. what might even be better than that is just like five worst experiences as far as uh, covering, covering a game, whether it be the weather or the uh, the stadium or the whatever the circumstances were. Well, there, I can tell you my number one, right, and, and, and it's going to be down there on the prairie in Tarkington. <laughs> When the broad, the the home broadcast crew, right, and they for Tarkington, and I forget what ninety five point one or something like that. Uh, Ken kind of ran that for a little bit years ago, but anyway, that place. So I go in. They have a five man broadcast team. They have play by play. They have a color. They have a statistician. Then they have two other guys that slide in during halftime. To talk about the game. <laughs> and they told me, they said, you know, we don't have room up here for you. You, you, you can go you can go do it in the visitor stands if you got like 150 foot of extension cord to plug in <laughs> at the uh, batting cages to run up. And I'm like, who carries 150 foot of cord? You know, I carry 100 foot, but not 150. Oh, dude, you never know when it's going to be an emergency. Yeah, exactly. They said, "Well, you could go right out here," and they and they showed me out there to the little deer stand out on the side of the press box. It's the visiting coaches' pre- box for them to to radio down, right? And I said, I asked them, I said, "Isn't this the visiting coaches' box?" They said, "Yeah, but if you get up here before them, it's yours." And I'm like, "No, that's not right. I'm not doing that. I'm not playing that game." So I ended up going and running the chains that game. I didn't even broadcast it, yeah. right? I went and, and they tried to pay me forty five dollars to uh, run the chains. And I said, "You know what? Y'all keep that in your athletic budget. I'm good." So, so I, I guess I took the long way around of saying, "Yeah, Lumberton's not that bad," uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it, it's going to be the the biggest challenge of the year. Obviously, uh, I think what what may be uh, kind of a sneaky good game in the district this week is Little Cypress Mauriceville at Huffman. Uh, Huffman's a team that's improving. 
a lot of their stars on defense. You got about six kids that are in the top 25 in the district as far as making tackles, and they're all sophomores. Yep. So it's basically like they've got a, another year of varsity or for I'm sure a lot of them, their first year of varsity experience. They've got a, an actual season behind them now, and, and they're going in that last game now. They, they can't make the playoffs, but you know they can sure put a bad taste in Little Cypress's mouth before they go to theirs. But uh, the Lumberton game, it's it's. I, I wrote about it earlier this week, like I said in my article. Um, they're the number one offense in the district. They're the number one defense in the district. They um, they went on a three-game, I believe it was, losing streak. Uh, they're 6-3 they're and three right now. I believe they went on a three-game losing streak to begin the season. Started the, out really slow. The only thing to that was you had some kids that uh, weren't part of the team that, that are now and at some extremely important positions that are now leading the district. Uh, they yes. do have the leading uh, passer in the district. They do have the leading receiver in the district. They've got a couple of kids that are in the top ten in the district as far as rushing. You've got a defense that, uh, like Coach Coach Vanover said uh, this week, it's, it's not really a, a blitzing, penetrating type thing. They just kind of play east to west, and they have kids that are big enough to stop you. They've, they've got um, – some some of the players on the team, they're, they're college-bound players. There's one that's committed to Baylor that I know of, and I think a, another one or two that are being recruited still at this time. So it's a um, it's an incredible challenge for Livingston, but honestly I like the way the schedule sets up for Livingston because you've gone through a really tough non-district. District hasn't been as tough as your non-district was, and you got a, a couple of wins and, and solidified your berth into the playoffs. And this last week, whether you lose by 70 or you win by 70, you're still going to be the fourth-place team in the district. Right. So you kind of get the advantage of facing a similar type team as to what you're going to see in that first week of the playoffs, they're going to be on the level of a Lumberton. So you can kind of get a feel for, hey, this is what life's going to be like for however long that we're in the playoffs, uh, whether we're in it for one week or four weeks. This is the level of competition, and this is what we've got to step up to. Going to be interesting. Going to be a good game to watch, and uh, we're going to talk about – we're going to slide into the Pickums. They're giving us a high five over there. Yes. Going to slide into the pickums. You got Deweyville at Love Lady here in week eleven, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to get started on this uh, game. Is at Love Lady. I don't think anybody's going to stop Love Lady as they creeped up in the top five in two A Division one. I think Love Lady's going to. Excuse me, two A Division two. I think Love Lady's going to roll pretty solid, and uh, till they meet Mart in the. Regional semifinals or regional finals. Uh, I think that's kind of how that's going to play out. I'm going with Love Lady. I'm going to do the same. Can't disagree with you. I think uh, Love Lady's going to take it. Man, no diversity in that one. This one will bring some, maybe. Barbers Hill on the road at Porter. Porter slipping into the playoffs this year for the first time, and I think ever. Right, as they're going on. Going to be a good game. Barbers Hill lost one last week and uh, dropped them to the 2C. Bar- uh, Porter's in the 4 seed right now. A win here could bump them up into the 3 seed, possibly. Uh, going to be a good game. Game is at Porter. Brian, who do you have? Barbers Hill. Brian, dude, that was too quick. Yeah. Chris? I'll mix it up here. I'm going to take Porter. I think they're, on, they're on a hot streak. They're going to move up into the 3rd seed. 
Very, got a lot of football tradition against the, the newcomers. Well, I'm, I'm going football tradition there. And, you know, I, I sit here and I look at it, and I think Porter's on an all-time high right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, with going to be slipping in the playoffs, the only school out of their di- school district making the playoffs, right? So New Canaan's the black sheep now. Uh, Porter's got the the head of steam. I'm going to go with Brian on this one in the tradition in the history here, and uh, the depth of athletes. And I'm going to go with Barbers Hill uh, as I pick this team, pick pick that game, and I'm going with Barbers Hill. Here's a big one, and I'm really tied on which way to go in this one. Anawak on the road at Tarkington. Uh, this is like – this is a game that means everything that means nothing at the end of the day if Puna defeats Harden, right? Mm-hmm. So, as I as I look at this, because Anawak defeated Puna, mm-hmm. right, uh, a couple weeks ago. it's at Tarkington? It's at Tarkington. Okay. Target. And neither of these teams are in if Buna takes care of business. Correct. So there's so much riding on this game for nothing to be riding on this game. Does that make sense? <laughs> I, well, it's – yeah, it, it does make sense because obviously you have to win to have a chance, but even though you have a chance, it doesn't guarantee you a spot. Right. Do you, did you want it's me to It's kind of like start? having an alleged bingo. Yes. Did you want me to start or were – Chris? Uh, but Tarkington coming off a, a tough loss, and they've had a they've had a decent season. I think uh, I th- I'm going to pick Tarkington. I think they're going to they want to end strong. They want some momentum going into even if they don't make the playoffs going into next year. I and I can't fault you on that pick. I, I can't fault either way that you go because Anawak hasn't shown us that they're a playoff-caliber football team this year. A lot of distractions this year, right? And they had the tragic accident, you know, going into the second week of scrimmages and losing two of their players. And Trent and I talked about it in our podcast uh, earlier this week, and, and I felt like that we, we both felt like, and we talked about it off the air and on there, that it could go one or two ways, right? That was- it could go really good for Anawak and they could really build off of this, and or it could go really bad. And yeah. I feel like that it's went in the bad direction due to coaches kind of feeling bad for the kids dealing with the situation, right, yeah. and still not holding the kids accountable and such. With all of that being said, I'm going to go with the guys on the prairie. I just knew you were going to go Anawak's way, and I figured I'd surprise you by going with Tarkington. Uh, Tarkington, give me the home team for the a game that both of these teams know going in they may not make the playoffs. I, I would like the home team in that situation. Um, I honestly I, I would probably pick Anawak if it was at Anawak. Uh, so I, I'm going Tarkington solely based on the fact that it is – here in, in the area. Final game in the Pickums, and, and I could have went even deeper because there's a East Chambers Orangefield game, right, going on in District 10 3A that, that's worthy of being in the Pickums for the 2 3 seed. And, and what makes this game even more relevant is you got Westwood, excuse me, Woodville on the road at Westwood out of District 9 3A. And, uh, the, the hard part about this, you're, you're fighting for a 2 3 seed, right? These two teams are. And, and I talked about it in the pregames, excuse me, in the podcast, uh, Trent and I did this last week, 
is, you know, 75% of the time, the last week of the season, you kind of already know if I finish two seed, I'm going to be facing yeah. Orangefield. If yeah. I finish three seed, I'm going to be facing – my, my point you got being a rough is, draft of the, of the yeah, of what you're going to look at. Sure. And, and so you may throw some sub-varsity guys in, mm-hmm. you know, or some underclassmen in and get a little bit more playing time in this particular game because you think you may match up better with uh, one team versus the other a little bit better. So that loss doesn't affect you the way you think it will. kind of really set you up for stardom in the playoffs. But they don't have that opportunity this week. Yeah. Because – both of these games are actually Thursday night's games, so okay. the finals will, we'll be able to talk about the finals. Both of them are Thursday night games. So Now you're not going to stop your love fest with Westwood, are you? No, okay. I'm not. Okay. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I do have a love fest for, for Westwood. You, so. you do. It's, it's been all season long. You, uh, that, that has been your, your pick. That's but have I been wrong? Um, I mean, what are they going to finish? Third place, second, third. Okay. Uh, I, I guess depending seat. on depending on this week, we'll we'll see. Uh, I, I'm going to go Woodville. Uh, I, I I think Woodville is a uh, is a very good team. They have been for years. They're established, and just kind of the the same reason I picked Barbers Hill. Chris, what do you? I think? like Woodville. Chris likes Woodville. So I look at this game, and Trent and I talked about it in our podcast, and I feel like both of these teams are pretty evenly matched. Uh, that freshman uh, quarterback for Woodville uh, – excuse me, for uh, Westwood, he's going to go. So I was actually told that he may be moving out of Westwood after this year that uh, DeSoto mm. is inquiring about his dad coming over there to be a basketball coach. Okay. This kid is getting recruited – really heavy on the basketball side of things. And uh, they have – DeSoto has been having conversations about his dad coming to possibly come to work over there as a basketball coach to trigger their kid, his son over there, which is going to be great on the football field and on the basketball court. And they're talking about him going to a major D1 playing basketball. Uh, He's that talented. And and heavily recruited going to there. The, you got teams flying him to AAU tournaments over the weekend. With that being said, I'm going to go with Westwood at home getting the win. All right. So that is your pickums for Week 11 in Texas high school football here in Southeast Texas on the Bullet Grill House High School Sports Pregame Show. A lot of fun coming over here to Bullet Grill House, 401 Highway 156, Point Blank, Texas. That's going to be a wrap for us this week. We're going to send this one back to the studio and get ready for kickoff where your Livingston Lions are on the road against the Lumberton Raiders. Ken Luck, Brian Besh have the call for you right after this. Howdy, folks. Randy here. At Randy's Rubs, it is our mission to bring you a variety of mouthwatering seasonings that are sure to make the ordinary extraordinary, to make the impossible possible. Creating memories with friends and family is what is most important to us, and we hope to be the cornerstone of your meals, making memories with the ones you love most. As all of you continue on your fall sports journey, Randy's Rubs wishes each of you an incredible season, and may each of you be an All-American. Go check us out on Amazon or at randysrubs.com. It don't suck, y'all.